Is teaching our kids that Santa is real something a Christian should do? What do I say when my children ask me point blank if Santa is real? Will I rob my children of the magic of Christmas if I tell them the truth? We'll be discussing all of this on the next episode of the Outside of Sunday Christmas series. Hey, you're listening to the Outside of Sunday podcast. Is your faith stuck on Sunday? Christianity was never meant to be constrained to a weekly church service. I'm Krista and I'm here to help and encourage you to live your faith outside of Sunday. This is the Outside of Sunday Christmas series. In the lead up to Christmas, we're going to be looking at some of the most controversial and curious questions surrounding Christmas. And what could be more controversial than whether we should teach our kids that Santa is real? Ah, yes, I'm going to go there. Santa, why do I do this to myself? Why? Oh, well, I know why. Because it's actually good to talk about and listen to things that could potentially rub us the wrong way. Will you still be friends with someone who disagrees with you on politics? Will you have fellowship with a believer who has an opposing view on a secondary issue? Will you still listen to this podcast if I challenge your thinking and maybe rub you the wrong way? You might love the tradition of Santa or you might hate it. I feel like I'm going to upset both sides of the issue in this episode. Let's consider it all an exercise in grace. Ephesians 4 verse 2 says, Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. And with that in mind, here we go. Should we teach our kids that Santa is real? And I'm going to kick things off by reading an excerpt from gotquestions.com, an article titled, What Should Parents Tell Their Children About Santa Claus? It says, parents need to use their own judgment in deciding whether or not to include Santa during the holidays. But here are some things to consider. Children who believe that the gifts they are receiving Christmas morning are from a magical man with an unending resource are less likely to appreciate what they've been given and the sacrifices their parents make in providing them. Greed and materialism can overshadow the holiday season, which is meant to be about giving, loving and worshipping God. Children whose parents are on a tight budget may feel like they have been overlooked by Santa or even worse, deemed one of the bad boys or girls. So those are some valid points, all things to consider, but I know it's this next part that's going to sting. An even more troubling aspect of telling our children that Santa comes down the chimney each year to leave gifts for them is that it is obviously a lie. We live in a society that believes that lying for the right reasons is acceptable, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. It is not a problem. This is contrary to what the Bible tells us. For the scriptures say, if you want to live a happy life and good days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and keep your lips from telling lies. That's 1 Peter 3.10. Of course, telling our children that Santa is real is not a malicious deception, but it is nevertheless a lie. Ouch. <laughs> Godquestions.com there with um, the truth bomb. And this is where I land. Personally, I just can't I just can't do it I can't bring myself to convince my children that Santa is really real my conscience convicts me but in saying that in saying that on some level all of my kids have believed that Santa is real not because I told them that he was real they believed because their friends would talk about Santa some of the Christmas movies that we watch talk about how Santa is really real 
And so they believed all on their own. But whether your children believe in Santa all on their own or because you've already told them that Santa is real, the day will arrive. And it has already happened to me twice now already. When your darling children, your darling little children will ask you, Mum, is Santa actually real? And this is where each of us as parents has to make a choice. I talk to my kids all the time about being truthful and I expect them to tell me the truth. And I want my kids to know that I will always tell them the truth because that's what I expect of them. So when my seven-year-old daughter asked me recently if Santa was real, I said to her, you can pretend he's real if you want to. (laughs) Very masterful, right? Strategic, yeah. Um, But then she hit me with a follow-up question. She says, no, I mean, is he really real? And so I was honest with her and I told her, well, honey, Santa is based on a person called St. Nicholas. And yes, he was a real person. And then I proceeded to tell her all about the legend and history of St. Nicholas. Now, I've had this conversation with my son when he was around the same age as well. And afterwards, we have, well, after we have our little Santa chat, uh, I always make sure to tell them, this is not something that you go around and tell your friends. It's for their parents to say, not you. And if I hear that you have told someone else about it, there will be a serious consequence. It's not my job. It's not my child's job to tell anyone else's child that Santa isn't real. Now let's go back to the gotquestions.com article for a bit. Although Santa Claus is a mythical figure, his creation is based in part on a great Christian man named St. Nicholas of Myra, who lived in the 4th century. Nicholas was born to Christian parents who left him an inheritance when he died, when, sorry, when they died, which he distributed to the poor. He became a priest at a young age and was well known for his compassion and generosity. He had a reputation for giving gifts anonymously, and he would throw bags of money into people's homes and sometimes down their chimneys under the cover of night to avoid being spotted. There are many different versions of the legend of St. Nicholas, but they are all the inspiration for the jolly red-suited gift giver that we now know as Santa Claus. So when my children ask me if Santa is real, I tell them that yes, Santa was a person, St. Nicholas, who did all of these kind, wonderful things a long time ago. So honesty is one reason for telling your children that Santa isn't real. Another reason why you might lean towards telling your children the truth about Santa is the conflict between Santa, well, belief in Santa and belief in God. If I do teach my children that Santa is real, will they then disbelieve in God when I tell them the truth? I definitely think that's worth some thought. I mean, I talk to my kids about Jesus, the Holy Spirit and God all the time and they can't see Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit. Just like if they believed in Santa, they wouldn't be able to see him. So will an encouraged belief in Santa taint the reality of God for our children? In the gotquestions.com article, it says, although it is probably not typical, some children honestly feel deceived and betrayed by their parents when they find out that Santa is not real. Children trust their parents to tell them the truth, and it is our responsibility not to break this trust. If we do, they will not believe more important things we tell them, such as the truth about Christ. 
whom they can also physically not see. Now, I don't completely agree with that last line. Sorry, gotquestions.com. I know that there could be some tricky conversations about the reality of God, but I don't think that if you've convinced your children that Santa is real, that you've now guaranteed that they won't believe in God. I mean, for one thing, as our children grow, we can show that their faith in God is justified through uh, the evidence found in creation, the fine-tuning of the universe, the intricacy of the human body, the genetic coding and information found in DNA, the scientific facts written in the Bible before they were discovered by scientists, the hundreds of fulfilled prophecies in the Bible, and so on. These are things we can look at with them and examine together as they grow to help distinguish belief between belief in God, who is very real, and belief in Santa, someone whose existence has no evidence except what we have placed there for our children. So we can look at the evidence for both and see the overwhelming evidence for the truth of God's existence and the overwhelming lack of evidence for the truth of Santa's existence. So if you have taught your children about Santa in the past, I mean, don't beat yourself up. You haven't ruined your children's chance of knowing and loving the Lord as they grow. You might just need to have some more intentional conversations to clear up uh, the differences. Now, if you are leaning towards coming clean on Santa, you might now be asking yourself this. Will telling my kids that Santa is not real ruin the magic of Christmas? What does the gotquestions.com article have to say? They say children can still play the Santa game, even if they know it is all pretend. They can make lists, sit on his lap at the mall and leave out cookies and milk on Christmas Eve. This will not rob them of their joy of the season. And it gives parents the opportunity to tell their children about the godly qualities of the real Saint Nicholas, who dedicated his life to serving others and made himself into a living example of Jesus Christ. My daughter was talking about Santa with me the other day when I had said to her, you know, you can pretend that Santa is real if you want to. And she said to me after, I want to believe that Santa is real. I'm going to make a list and put out cookies. And as she said it, she was looking at me as if to say, you know, make sure you play along. I'm going to be leaving these cookies out. I hope that someone's going to take a bite. So um, it was kind of funny, but I was like, oh, yeah, oh, cool. (laughs) So I think that's great. I'm not going to rule out pretend play in our home. We sometimes pretend that there are dinosaurs in the forest. We know it's not real, but we pretend. If children want to pretend that Santa is real, there is no true harm. And I can personally testify to the joy of Christmas remaining special, even if Santa isn't something that's being taught to be real. As a child, I wasn't encouraged to believe that Santa was real, but Christmas was still the best time of the year. And I never felt like I missed out. I could still never sleep on Christmas Eve. And I always woke up at an incredibly early hour on Christmas Day to find a full stocking, which was one of my dad's hunting socks, stuffed full of goodies at the end of my bed. And I'd sneak into the bathroom, turn on the light, look what was inside and scoff down a bunch of chocolate coins before sneaking back into bed and waiting for my parents to let me and my siblings up and open presents. There was no lack of magic or joy for me. 
But that's the thing, Santa isn't the magic or the joy of Christmas. And there is always the possibility that if we make Santa the true magic and the joy of Christmas, that that's where all the fun and excitement lies. When our children find out the truth, it's kind of like that magic could be gone for them. But as Christians, the magic of Christmas, it actually only grows as we mature. It might be a little complex for our children to grasp at a young age, but there is such awe and wonder as we grow in our understanding of what Christmas actually means. It's reflecting on the sacrifice of God, humbling himself to become a man and not a fully grown man. I often think about how, you know, God could have just, boom, here I am, a 30-year-old fully grown man, and now I'm going to start my ministry. Instead, he chose to be born a helpless, needy little baby. It's understanding that the God of the universe humbled himself to be nursed, to be changed and to be wiped by his own creation. Reflecting on how as he grew, he humbled himself by submitting to his earthly parents, doing what they would have told him to do, even though, again, he's he's God. And ultimately, you know, further submitting himself in the end, to his own arrest, his torture, and death on a cross. I mean, it blows my mind. And then if that wasn't enough, after rising from the dead and defeating death, he offers us that beautiful exchange, our sin in exchange for salvation through him, our filthy rags for his robes of righteousness, eternal life is a free gift, that's something th- That's something that the whole world longs for, to live forever, to never decay, never be sick, to live in a world with no more sorrow. People pay thousands of dollars to try and preserve their youth, but Christ offers eternal life freely. Health, not even just eternal life, eternal health, eternal joy to us all freely. All we have to do is let go of our sin and trust in and submit to Jesus. That is the true wonder and glory of Christmas. John 3, 14 to 17 says, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. And 2 Peter 3 verses 8 to 9 says, Beloved, do not let this one thing escape your notice. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Wow. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Outside of Sunday podcast. I'll catch you next time. Congrats, you made it to the end of this episode of the Outside of Sunday podcast. Thanks for the support. Become an official outsider by liking and subscribing and leaving a five-star review. You can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Just search Outside of Sunday podcast. And don't forget to let someone you know know about this podcast.